For Arizona Public Media, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor Emerita in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. We're speaking today with John Sivak, Professor of Orthopedic Surgery and Biomedical Engineering at the U of A. In his work, John uses advanced tissue engineering approaches to enhance regeneration of cartilage and bone that have been damaged. Thanks for talking with us today, John. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for asking me. Could you give us a little background about bone structure and development? What does the inside of a bone look like? Your long bones, which are the ones that we're interested in because we're trying to regenerate bone in those bones, the long bones are primarily composed of two regions. There's the region near your joints, and in those regions there's a lot of very fine bone that absorbs shock. Uh, We call it trabecular bone, and in the middle of those long bones is something called cortical bone, and that's primarily structural. It's there to make sure that you can stand and walk and jump without your limbs collapsing. And it's that structural bone that you are putting a lot of attention to? Yes. uh, We're interested in regenerating that structural bone in the middle of these long bones because there are often injuries, whether those are serious car accidents or in the case of military personnel, blast injuries that damage that middle bone so much that it's very hard to regrow it. Surgeons have a hard time right now using procedures that are available to cause the regrowth of that bone. You've just received a new grant from the Department of Defense to develop new tissue engineering approaches for bone regeneration. What is it exactly that you're going to be doing? Our interest is in finding a way to regrow bone very, very quickly. And part of the reason for that is if bone doesn't heal and doesn't regenerate in a six-month time point, your body tends to give up and starts producing fibrous tissue, scar tissue, essentially. So we would like to be able to regenerate these large defects within, say, three months. In that time period, we can get bone to grow and fill in these very large spaces. We're talking about spaces that could be as large as eight inches. You mean even day-to-day, moment-to-moment, bones are being absorbed and replaced? Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. In young people, um, all the bone structure in your body is replaced within about three months through the process of this Uh, removal and replacement of bone by two sets of cells that live in your bones. So our goal is to force the bone building cells to grow bone in the entire length of that large damaged area as quickly as possible so that this bone remodeling process can then take over and restructure the bone into good quality bone that you can run on, jump on, exercise on. And you do that using synthetic material that you actually make using a 3D printer. Yes, that's correct. We have created 3D printed scaffolds. They're made out of a plastic. And those scaffolds are structured the way that spongy bone I was talking about earlier, that trabecular bone, is shaped. The advantage of that is that type of bone will grow very, very quickly. In order to make it grow even more quickly, we seed those scaffolds with adult stem cells. Those are the cells that we can take from the actual patient who the cells will go back into. And we add a little bit of calcium that teaches the stem cells or convinces the stem cells to turn into bone building cells. 
And once that happens, they begin build, building bone throughout the length of the scaffold. And we've actually seen that we can get some of that scaffold covered within as little as two weeks. There must be age-related differences in how bone heals. Is your work going to have significance for the elderly where osteoporosis can be a particular problem? I think basic science always helps us understand all the aspects of a problem. So in that way, this will have some impact on the way that we treat patients who have osteoporosis. One of the problems is that there are less bone cells available, bone building cells available. So if we can find a mechanism to deliver stem cells to the locations where they're needed, then in those cases, those stem cells, which will turn into the bone building cells, will build new bone for these osteoporosis patients. Thank you very much, John. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. You can hear this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.